It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome into the Dublin to Denver podcast on the Mile High Report podcast network. It's a week after uh, we've been announced as a team going to London. And if that wasn't enough, we've now got the schedule for the NFL season. This is pre-recorded, um, so we're going to talk a little bit about the schedule and, and just talk a little bit about everything, lads. And delighted to welcome in Colin Cronin, Stuart Roach, back to the show. Gentlemen, uh, how are we doing? Have we got our flights booked yet? Have we got our hotels booked yet? Are we, are we all good? Um, yeah, well, I, I, I wish it was September at this point when the schedule comes out and you get to see who we're playing. I kind of just want to press fast forward and actually get to meaningful football because now we have to sit through the, the summer months and hype videos and um, the off-season nonsense and the preseason games. And I just want us to... Uh, be taking on um, Pete Carroll and the Seattle Seahawks. It cannot come soon enough. Stuart, how are you doing? All right. Very good, Mick. Um, yeah, just same, you know, same as Carl, really. I think this is, as we said before, this is the only real downside to being an NFL fan. It's the extraordinarily long offseason. Um, you know, so I think this is a significant moment, which is the release of the schedule. Um, but until then, like I suppose until sort of training camps open up, there's not a huge amount left. So we should enjoy this for, for what it's worth. And, and I think it's an interesting, you know, it's an interesting schedule. There's, there's nothing 
too brutal in it. You know, there's no stretches that you feel that, you know, you're not going to get a, a win in amongst a group of four or five games. I think you should be going, you know, 50, you know, you should be batting 50 uh, up until, you know, in, in any section of that. So it's, it's a nice one. There's, there's no, also the flip side of that, there's no run of easy games either. So, you know, I think it's, uh, it's, it's a decent, you know, we've got a sort of, we're middle of the range in regards to strength of schedule. I know there's, there's some thinking that strength of schedule is kind of irrelevant because it's based on what teams did the year before and there's so much turnover in the NFL that's, you know, a team can change as we've discovered to uh, our, our favour this time around, that team can be changed by a couple of moves. Um, so, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm happy. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff there. And um, we've also, I know we'll come back to it, but we've, we've managed to get the plum bye week. Uh, we really, we've looked at with that. Um, which I think will have a huge impact in the, the second half of our season. We're not going to spend too much time in the, on the preseason. Preseason dates to be decided, uh, pre-recorded, so I'm not sure if they have been announced by the Broncos yet, but uh, the Cowboys week one of preseason, we're going to Buffalo for week two, and we're finishing off in, against the Minnesota Vikings week three of preseason. Um, so it's, you know, it's, I, it's, it's one of those things. We've literally just sat here now, we're sitting here at, at five past one in the morning and we don't really have time to look at social media so we just got the schedule release from nfl.com and it's a late night boys isn't the column it's difficult but you know we're going to have another late night column uh week one of the season you mentioned it seattle seahawks uh monday night football to kick off the season a lot of talk going around um on thursday about this being a sunday night football game are you happy enough it's going to be a late night anyway isn't it well, for for us, but um, that's the way things used to be when things were going well in in Broncos country. So hopefully we we're getting back there. Yeah, I think um, probably people, anyone who listens to the podcast, certainly will know um, my feelings about uh, Pete Carroll and um, you know the situation at USC and running away to the Seahawks and. Um, everything else that has gone on there. So um, any opportunity to to take on the Seahawks, I, I always welcome. Obviously, former rival, former division rivals of the the Broncos, uh, one, once upon a time. And look, this is going to be dominated by the the Russell Wilson going back. The the NFL obviously want that that narrative. It will be interesting to see who is the starting QB for the Seahawks at that point in time. Will it be Drew Locke? If it is that could make it extra, extra spicy. And obviously Shelby Harris had his say around his jersey number this week as well. So plenty of intrigue, I think, in in this uh, particular game. And to start on on the road um, won't be easy. I, I am intrigued also to see what sort of reception Russell Wilson gets when he goes back to Seattle don't think the Seahawks organization, um, you know, reacted all that well, particularly the front office. Uh, some of the the fans' reactions, by contrast, have been very, very classy, uh, but I don't think either Pete or Snyder covered themselves in glory when Russell was traded to the Broncos. Stuart, we're burning the midnight out of the minute, man. It's 1 a.m., and we're going to be up at 1 a.m. watching this game week one. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's good good practice, Michael. Get it in early, you know, get match fit for the, uh, as we sort of jokingly said when we were talking to some of the uh, 
humble brag some of the American stations not too long ago when they came knocking on our door to see our reaction and um, part of me I still have a little sort of sense of of, uh, of I remember vaguely how tired I got on that 2015 season when we won the Super Bowl and there's there's echoes of that uh, with this but I think after we we've got that Monday night football game we've got uh, we've got the Texans which is a half nine our time um, and I, I I think you know let's be honest we really should be should be should be winning that game fairly comfortably I think that that, that Seahawks game is an interesting one you, you know start of the season the team hasn't really gelled that's still a tough place to go they are you know I know they, they're very fond of banging their own drum literally in some instances about being 12th man um, but it is a rock the stadium it'll be interesting I'd imagine Locke will be there Geno Smith I'm not even sure who the other quarterback is on their roster um, so that gives an, an added spice but look the Texans are you know if the Texans aren't picking number one next year in the draft, then the Jags really probably should be disbanded if the Jaguars manage to get three in a row. Um, so I think uh, that Texans game should be a win. Um, and then there's a really interesting game after that, which is the 49ers at home. Um, you know, my column and myself have referenced this game on a number of occasions. The Super Bowl 55-10 between the Niners and the Broncos still sort of occasionally will wake me up in the middle of the night. Um, you know, so I think any opportunity to get one over on the Niners uh, over the years has has been graciously uh, received from me as a fan. Uh, the Niners are a good team. They've all, you know, they're always there, thereabouts. Their defense is is legit. That'll be a really good test for the Broncos' offense. Um, I think that's the first really serious test. The Seahawks' defense is decent, but it's not the Legion of Boom. That's more or less dissipated now. Uh, this is a really good... This may be the best defense we face all year, or certainly one of them. Um, and I think it'll be probably Trey Lance at that stage, you'd imagine. You, you don't know if Jimmy, Jimmy G is going to be traded. And maybe it would have happened already. I don't know. But, you know, they didn't give up all that capital for Lance to sit on the bench for much longer. So he presents a very unusual set of problems. Um, but that's the kind of game I think we need to win uh, if we if we are serious about winning the AFC West um, or even getting a wild card. We need, we need to be beating the 49ers at home. We have to start strong this year. We haven't, you know, we, uh, we had a decent start last year, but we had an unbelievably easy start to the season. We don't have an incredibly easy start this time around. Some tough games. Um, but that Niners game is one for me I look at very early on ago. That's a game we need to really be winning if we're serious about this season. I, I, I think that Seattle game from a TV viewpoint is genius because at that point, Seattle's 0-0. Yes, they've got Drew Locke under centre, but it's the whole storyline. It's the whole Russell Wilson thing, and I guess it sells. It's, I mean, it's great for us, and I think that's one thing. If you said to us, lads, all of us, and every fan in, in Ireland, the UK, Europe, whatever, would you take a few late-night lads to have better football? Of course you would. Five primetime games, a London game. It's uh, And, you know, and we'll, we'll talk about this down the stretch, but, you know, we, we've talked again about this team and maybe our expectations and you know, we'll talk about this at the end, but that week 18 game could be could be huge. It's a Chargers. We'll talk about that. Agree with you on the Texans. Um, I like the 49ers game. I, I do. And I like, you know, how we get those two home games. Week two, week three, just to sort of balance it out a wee bit. You sort of get that confidence going. And it's it's an interesting start. Colin, week four. Now, October is an interesting month for the Broncos because they've got 
a few difficult games and they've obviously having to go over a different continent as well. But, uh, you know, October the 2nd, we're looking at a game at uh, 9.25 our time, 2.25 Mountain, uh, playing the Raiders in Vegas. And then uh, a Thursday night trip to Indianapolis. It's a very short window for that team going from Vegas to Indy. It's it's going to take a lot to get to get two wins there. Yeah, well, certainly the the Vegas game coming directly after the the Niners matchup, and you obviously have history with both of the the head coaches, given uh, Kyle the Shanahan history in in Denver, and um, still remain mystified how his dad isn't in the the Hall of Fame, where he absolutely rightly belongs. Um, but obviously Kyle interviewing and not getting the job that went to Vance Joseph and then the Josh McDaniels era uh, part two, you would certainly say that things when he was Broncos head coach, things went south almost immediately. And so he has certainly improved in, in that respect that the Raiders haven't been a train wreck this off season and he hasn't fallen out with any players as yet. There's still training camp to come, of course, so we we shall see. But it it will be any any divisional matchup is tough, and particularly the the Broncos Raiders because there is such history there. Um, they the best of enemies. We we've seen um the the videos, we've seen the the hits. So that will be that will be fascinating to to see that matchup and to see what Josh McDaniels does in his second stint as head coach. And then to, to welcome the, the Colts on the, the Thursday after that will, again, with the Colts, they, they've upgraded at QB, right? There's no doubt about that. Moving on from Carson Wentz and um, the ill feeling that there was particularly at the end of the season, so you'd feel Maddie Ryan should should be an upgrade, but how much does Maddie Ice have left in the tank? I really like what Frank Reich ha- has done there overall, but they need to to take the the next step. The issue for us is that the what, the problems with the Colts have come either at the beginning of the season or right at the end of the season over the last few years. October and November have been when Jonathan Taylor has tended to really take off. So that is something that we are going to have to be cognizant of and keep a, an eye on. But th- this is what you want. Like you're going into these games and, and because Russell Wilson is QB, you're not saying we're definitely going to, to win or, or that we will win, but you're saying we are in with a shot where wherever we go, even going into to Kansas City, you, you feel, yeah, we, we, we're at least in with a, a puncher's chance on it. And so that's that's how I feel. And it, there really is something that you can look at in all of these and think, yeah, this is I'm really interested to see um, because of, um, you know, Devonta Adams or um, wh- whoever it happens to be. So certainly um, not an easy start to October and uh, then um, I don't think that the second half it gets a whole lot easier either and yeah I, I got that wrong I think I said there yeah in Vegas and then sorry playing the Colts at home Stuart um, the, the one thing I will say about that Colts game October the 6th Thursday night football on prime video interesting mm-hmm. but then we've got uh, 11 days chill so it's almost like a mini buy you get the Thursday night you get it over with you get that weekend Maybe the players chill for a few days and then they've obviously got that stretch down. So it's it's interesting in that sense. But um, 
October is a month that we need to come out of in a positive way. Yeah, there's. Two, I mean, I'm. I'm personally, I'm really glad that that Colts game is in Denver as opposed to Indianapolis. Um, I could be wrong. Colin, you might back me up, but I think we have an absolutely atrocious record in in Indianapolis. From from what I can't actually remember, is winning a game in in their stadium. Um, so I think that's going to make a big difference. The Chargers game on Monday is another one of those games where you kind of look at and you kind of go there, kind of season defining. Chargers are going to be interesting because I know. We all know how good a QB Justin Herbert is. The Chargers have gone out and they've seemingly bought themselves an entirely new defense. Um, that can be something that works brilliantly or it can be something that doesn't click and doesn't gel. We've seen ex- expensively assembled defenses just not work before. Um, I like a lot of the moves they've made on paper, but, you know, again, the game isn't played on paper. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's tough. I think then you're looking at, the Jets, who I think will be better because they've had some good drafts and I think Zach Wilson will improve in year two. He's got some weapons now, but we should be beating the Jets at home, let's be honest. Um, I think they'll be more competitive. Salah has them playing has them playing quite well. and he, you know They do tend to hang around in games. As I said, I think Zach Wilson will be better, but I think that's a game that you might concern yourself with two or three years down the line, not this season. We should be winning that. Um, we should be winning the Jacksonville game in Wembley, which we will all hopefully be at. Um, the thing that might make that a little trickier than normal might be the fact that this travel—it's—it's it's an early start for for the for the players that they're used to. You know, it's a much earlier kickoff, that kind of thing. I would expect if there was going to going to be cobwebs, they should shake them off by the second half. I'd be very very disappointed if we didn't win that game against Jacksonville, and easily. I do also think that Trevor Lawrence is going to take a big leap in year two but I don't think they've got the pieces around him just yet. Um, and that then brings us into, as I previously mentioned, an incredibly well-timed bye week, which, as you point out, Mick, after the October 6th Colts to Chargers mini bye, then we've got another bye after the Jaguars game, which, you know, if, if you had to, if, if you had to make up what would be the ideal scenario for the Broncos? I think you even jokingly may have said when we found out we were going to Wembley, wouldn't it be amazing if we then had the bye after the Wembley game? So we really have looked out on that one. However, the game we have coming out of the bye is a little trickier than we might have looked for. Absolutely. And Broncos playing, and you've touched a number of points there, Broncos playing in London on October the 30th against the Jacksonville Jaguars, in case you haven't actually realised that yet, because all we've done for the last two weeks is talk about it. Uh, very excited for that there. Uh, column October the 30th, as, as Stuart said, week nine by decent by few teams. Column going to London, not taking a bye. It looks as if the Giants and the Packers, albeit they're going there early, I think like week four, week five, they're not taking a bye. We're taking a bye week nine. And then we've got the 13 days. And then we've got the Titans. And then we've got the Raiders again. It's, uh, it's, it's an interesting October. And it doesn't really pick up too much in November. You know, you've got that Titans game, the Raiders, and then a little trip to Carolina, who a lot of people thought like Carolina, that would have been our East Coast game before London, but uh, it's going to be in November instead. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Yeah, and um, I think getting to fly from the East Coast is great. I think my understanding is, but again, it could could be wrong, that teams are offered the opportunity potentially for a buy after they play the international games. But for some teams, obviously, if you're, you know, playing early in, say, week four, week five, you're probably not going to want to take it. You're going to want to look to maybe take that later in the season if you can at all, because you don't want to take it too too early and face so many games, you know, going into the, the playoffs. I, I think when it comes to um, the the Titans, I, I'm intrigued to see how they can bounce back. They were such heavy favorites going into that Bengals game last year, and they really threw it away. It, it could be difficult to think, Tannehill has been very tetchy this offseason. So let's see what happens there. The The Panthers are, are intriguing, and, and it's the same with the Seahawks because right now it, Drew Locke is um, the QB for the, the Seahawks and Sam Darnold is for the Panthers. But whether either of those two uh, people will be the QB of that, those respective teams, I don't know. I think both of them are waiting to see what will happen with Baker Mayfield. I don't think they want to give anything up for Baker, but I think they, if the Browns were to release him, now I think Baker is going about it all wrong. Uh, I think he should have been front and center, got in there in front of Deshaun Watson, get the cameras on him. Um, So I don't think it's putting any pressure on the Browns, but look, the, the Panther, you have to beat, if Sam Darnold is the QB, you have to beat the Panthers. You have to beat the Panthers. If uh, It doesn't matter if they have Christian McCaffrey. It doesn't matter um, that they, they brought in uh, Iki Iquanu, you know, the best kind of blocking tackle in this year's draft. Even though you are away, if it's Sam Darnold, that is a game. If you're looking to be competitive, you you really need to win. And then obviously we're staying out, out east into the first week of December to take on the, the Ravens. And um, that will be an interesting one. The Ravens were beset by injuries. I know we've seen the Broncos beset by injuries over the last few years, but I've never seen anything like the Ravens last year. To, to lose the entirety of their running back room the entirety of their cornerback room alongside so many other guys on both sides of the ball. Lamar missed a whole host of games. You would expect the the Ravens to be much better. I think Harbaugh is a very good coach. I think they had a good draft and a good off season. You expect them, but injuries will play a big part uh, at that point in the season. I am wondering, will the Broncos stay east between those games? Would Will they want to come back and fly east again? Or given there's a week between them, could they potentially stay east between those two? And um, that might be something to, to keep an eye on. But yeah, that is... Um, that 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 I I would say one of the easier games to finish the to finish November just after Thanksgiving, which really messes up my plans. But uh, 
that uh, I'll, I'll have to figure that out. But one Column, of the though, like early games, man, like for people in Ireland and in the UK and Europe, like six o'clock Ireland, Ireland, UK time. That that Panthers, that that Ravens game, brilliant. Two weeks in a row. Yeah, not cer- certainly. If I if I'm already five thousand miles away, stateside, uh, less so. But you know, uh, but I, I would say yeah, one of the easier games to on the schedule on paper to finish November. One of the tougher games on paper to begin December. Stuart, perfect world scenario. We get the win in London. We come home from London confident. And I'm not just talking about the team, I'm talking about us as well. Big big weekend for us. But getting that break, as Colin said, they're Titans. Going to Tennessee as well. And Tennessee have an interesting concept at the minute. Trail on Burks, a lot of pressure on him. How will that offense work with the quarterback situation there as well? Um, and then the Raiders, um, it's, it's a hard one to call at home, but you'd like to think if the Broncos offense is gel, but then they've got a good chance. It just seems, as Colm said there, Stuart, that's that two-week stretch where you've got Carolina and Baltimore is going to be vital for the season because it, it, it does seem like a lot of these could be a toss-up and it's trying to find, especially the higher games. But th- yeah. those two really stand out at the at the edge of it. I mean, Baltimore are are, are a good team. They're always a good team. Um, they always play hard, uh, as Colin mentioned, and as was proven last year, they had an, a, just a ridiculous injury list, and yet they were still competitive in nearly every game. They they walloped us um, very handily, um, and you'd have to imagine that they're not going to be as injured. I don't think it's it's actually physically possible for them be, to, for, to be as injured as they were last year. So that's a really tough game. Um, but I think, you, you know, I mean, I was just looking back on, like, at that stage, which is what we're looking at now, that's week 11 at that stage, Mick, I think we need to be around 8-3 at that point, realistically, given what's coming up. Um, because after the Ravens game, now, if we were able to sneak the Ravens game, I think that would be tremendous. I, you have to beat the Panthers you know, as, as Colin said, Sam Darnold's the QB. Even if Christian McCaffrey's playing, you have to beat the Panthers. You just have to. You, they are games that if you are serious about being a playoff team, you cannot afford to lose a game like that because we do have a brutal stretch of games coming up. Um, it's a pretty tough end to the season. So you need to have as much in the bank as you can. Um, you know, because after the Ravens game, then you've got the Chiefs at home and you've got the Cardinals at home. Now, I suppose, thankfully, they are both home games. Um, the thing about the Cardinals are, you know, they were also destroyed by injuries last year. One stage, the Cardinals were the, the, the most red-hot team in the NFL. And then, you know, J.J. Watt went down. And then before, you, you know, there was a whole slew of injuries afterwards. Kyler Murray gives you a puncher's chance in every game as well. Um, and we can't beat the Chiefs. Now, if there was ever a year we were going to beat the Chiefs, surely it has to be this one. Um, and I think a QB like Russell Wilson will make a big difference. And also that's another primetime game, Michael. So, you know, this is what we wanted. We wanted a QB that can help us get back to relevancy. Um, and we've we've been slowly building a team with weapons, waiting for the QB to emerge. But now is the time, you know, now is the time where, where we need to see these these players sort of blossom and, and take that next step. And hopefully Wilson is the, is the guy to help them get there. Um, we have to start beating the Chiefs. We really do. And I think this is the time when we need to do it. Um, I think, as we've spoken about before on this this podcast at length, even the very best Broncos teams struggle hugely to beat the Chiefs in Kansas. Um, that's the second last game of the season. So I'm looking at this game, December the 11th, against the Chiefs prime time. You know, this is a game we have to win. 
this is a game. I, I think it's a game we will win. And I think if we beat the Chiefs, then you can take that momentum into the game against Arizona and you can win that game as well. The downside then would be if you lose that game at home against the Chiefs, then it's going to be very difficult to get yourself up for the game against the, the Cardinals not long after. So there's a danger of losing two games at home in a row um, because it doesn't get much easier after that. I mean, one of the things that was leaked this week, the two games I think that I, I sort of had seen most frequently mentioned were the opener um, against the Seahawks and the, uh, the the Christmas Day game against the Rams. Um, obviously, there's been a bit of turnover with the Rams, but they're still going to be a really good team. Um, so, like, that's, you're, you know, just to go over those games again, after we play the Panthers, we have an away game against the Ravens, home against the Chiefs, home against the Cardinals, and then away to the Rams. That is a tough, tough run of games. That's an absolute beezer of a run of games. Like, it's one thing saying about, like, the stretch in October, especially traveling, but, you know, I as you said there, that Kansas City game, lads, feels like, it feels like two games in one. We need to win that game at home. They're, they're, like, it doesn't matter what record we're on, we need to set a, a statement in that division, and the AFC West is going down in December. There, there is no doubt about it. It doesn't matter who's involved. Um, Kansas City, December the 11th, the Cardinals, December the 18th, and Crimbo Day, against the Rams, which obviously leaked out this week. It, that's intriguing. Uh, like it, and it's it, we can't sit here now and predict that, but you would like to think, lads, that the Broncos get back from the East Coast with a good record coming from London, having a good set of games against those teams. If they can beat the Chiefs, I think they can go into a massive run over the last few weeks of the season. And let's see what happens. But like you know, at that point, Colin, surely the Cardinals will have failed. I'm joking, by the way. They usually go, what, 7-0 and then lose all the games. And then, uh, yeah, that Rams game is interesting. I'm just going to round this off right now. And now maybe I'll hear you boys, your voice thoughts. What a way to start the year. New Year's Day at Kansas City at 6 o'clock as it stands, our time, 11 a.m. Mountain. Now, that has to be flexed. There is oh, no way in hell that game's not going to be flexed. Now, apparently, now, there is one game that the Fox and CBS can both like um, pinpoint that they that the NBC can't staple. And I, I've heard a rumor this week that that Packers Cowboys game, week 10, the week that we're in London, is that game. Uh, sorry, not, not week 10. Week 10 is the week of the Munich game. I'm losing my mind already. Week 10 is the game that they've pinpointed basically uh, Packers against the Cowboys. So it's, it's down, it could be down to CBS, but you, you could see that flexed. I mean, technically, week 18. The Chargers in Denver, you could see another prime. Like, it just, like, this is going to be the hardest division to call. And it's a hell of an end of the season. Like, Colin, as a neutral, looking at this, this is nuts. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm, we wanted meaningful football in December. Well, we, we are, <laughs> we, we're going to get it. And uh, yeah, you just hope that we're in a position to really be pushing for, for the playoffs. Cliff Kingsbury has never had um, a, a winning second half to a season. He he has had horrific, horrific um, second halves. He he has a time start at seven and zero, only to finish uh, three and five. At other times, he's gone zero and five in in the second half of the season. So after game seven, the thing about the the Cardinals one, and I, I mentioned it before, but I do think it's worth keeping an eye on. The last time Kyler Murray was on a football field. They got absolutely annihilated by the Rams. He was sitting on the sideline. He was in a sulk. And Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and Russell Wilson 
who have five Super Bowl rings between them were talking about what you need to do as a leader when your team is losing. Um, I wouldn't say it looked great for Kyler. Um, I can't imagine he was too delighted that uh, an opponent uh, and a current player was commenting on his leadership. So that will be interesting to see if that adds a little bit to to that matchup and something to to keep an eye on. Yeah, the, the Rams obviously having you know re, retooled. Vaughn has moved on from from there. Um, but you expect them to to be pretty strong and then to to be on the road like for two of your last three and for your last game of the season to to for it to come down to the Chargers will be an interesting one. You you would have to say the Chargers. I I, I thought they drafted really well. I wasn't that impressed by their initial free agency moves, but what they have done. Uh, I think in term like Mike Williams, I I I think he's overrated. I I really do, and Mac I think probably has bigger impact on Boza than Mac himself. Uh, guy yet to win a, a playoff game, but I have been impressed by other moves that they have made. I really liked what they did in the the draft and and since then. So they are clearly feeling that they are in the Herbert window and they really have are looking to to try and maximize that. Herbert we saw last year against the the Raiders when he just doesn't seem to to feel pressure. He really just needed a better team around him. Um they've given him that um, somewhat on the defensive side of the ball I still think they're missing some weapons so if if that comes down to it um, for that to be the game that you need to get into the playoffs you're certainly happy it's at home but it will it will be an epic kind of battle royale to finish I'm calling it now Stuart that'll be Sunday Night Football we get to 100% just, just to yeah, run it off it, it has the feel of it alright Michael yeah, I'd be surprised if it wasn't What's your thoughts on this in the last few games, Stuart, and just round that off? Yeah, I, I think um, it's it's very unusual that what we have three out of our last five games are division games. I mean, it, it, sometimes it does get top-heavy like that, uh, but it kind of feels like the schedule was was kind of um, was uh, sort of uh, manipulated into into like everybody's talking about the AFC West this off season, you know, and and by stacking so many division games in our schedule. Um, and also the Chiefs, I presume as well. Like you, you do make sure that the drama is is going to be going right down to the wire. Like nobody's running away with that division. I think the Chiefs are not as strong as they were. I think um, you know has has been proven. They started off badly last year. They got their act together. But the bank, the Bengals, sort of you know went in there and and hopefully sort of put a an end to that sort of air of superiority that they had. And I think teams can sense a little bit of a weakness. However, they have Pat Mahomes. They've They've Kelsey, you know, they've they've got a really, really good head coach, so they're gonna be there or thereabouts. But I would have no idea who's gonna win the AFC West. I think any one of the four teams, Colin had something very interesting earlier on about Josh McDaniels. Josh McDaniels was a was a like Napoleon complex literally come to life. And um, however, one of the things about that was that he managed to make a really terrible personnel-wise Broncos offense interesting and he actually had them functioning and he had some really interesting plays he's an awful lot more to work with, with that Raiders team than he did with that Broncos side 
um, and he's more mature. So I, I, I'm not convinced that Josh McDaniels is going to be the train wreck that everybody seems to think he's going to be with the Raiders. I, I think the Raiders have quite a, they have a quite a, a bit of talent on that team now, and maybe, maybe he needed the time to, to sort of to come to to realize what he wanted out of his career post Patriots. So I think the Raiders are going to be a tough proposition. We don't play the Raiders well. We we have had a poor record against the Raiders for the last few years. They're another team that we need to be beating um, more regularly. So I think just looking at it, Michael, I, I kind of have us, I have us 11 and six on the season, I think. Um, but that could go 12 and five, depending. But I, I have us 11 and six, but I think that'll be enough for us to get a wild card. I'm not sure we're ready to win the division yet. Um, but I think we'll be there thereabouts. I don't think we'll be more than a game or two behind the team that wins it. And it wouldn't surprise me hugely if we went 12 and five and did win it. Um, but I think these games against the likes of the Chiefs, against, you know, away to the Rams, I think even the Chargers at home, these are good games to get you ready for the playoffs. Because look, we haven't, we, we've, we've been out of the playoffs for so long that even to make the playoffs would be a tremendous achievement. But if you're going to get there, you want to do something, you know? Um, so I think this, this, these, type of games and that run of games will get you battle hardened um so you know it's going to be an interesting end to the season there's there's, there's going to be there's enough to keep us look look we all watch the broncos every game for the last six years and the football has been largely atrocious even neutrals i think we'll be watching the broncos this year because there's there's enough storylines there's enough talent on the team you know you've got a, a proper qb now um, I'm really looking forward to it and I think we'll have enough to get us over the home bikes I, we're getting into the playoffs this year I think we're going to get into the wild card as it stands being prudent but I love the schedule and I say this every year but Colin it's a nice, a nice schedule to, to round this podcast off it's a good schedule we're going to London and we've got 17 games in a bye week yeah I, but whatever order it was in I was going to like the schedule because it means real football the, the fact that, you know, the optimism is there is a testament to the work that has gone in. But it, it's about putting it into practice on the field. It's about staying healthy. We heard Elway talk about that during the week, the, the need to stay healthy. It, there's also the fact that, you know, it is for Hackett and for a lot of the coaching staff, it is their first time in respective um, positions. And so they are going up in a really tough division. You have... Andy Reid, who he's he's a genius. Whatever you think of the Chiefs, Andy Reid is a genius. And what he has achieved at both the Eagles and, and the Chiefs, you, you know, you have to salute that. And I think he will probably, um, you know, find a way to make the Chiefs competitive no matter what. It will be interesting. Stuart has talked about the, the Raiders. We've talked about the Chargers. It is, the, I think, the toughest division of football. It has taken over from the NFC West. It's the toughest division. Uh, but I cannot wait for it to begin. Me either. Stuart, any final words before we go? No, looking forward to it. Um, really exciting. I mean, I, uh, you know, just echoing what you guys say. Yeah, we do set every year. It's a great schedule, but I think this is really interesting. Um, there's, there's, there's enough intrigue. There, there's no run of easy games. There's even the, the, the games that are hard. There's, the, you know, they're, 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 they're interesting enough in that. You know, you, 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 the minute one game will be over, you'll be immediately looking forward to the next. I think there'll be a bit of a roller coaster season. That last section is tough, but it's the kind of tough that you want. Uh, as I agree with you, Mick, as I said, I think we're going to get into 
to the playoffs as a wild card team. And after that, then you never know. I mean, the AFC, I know that the, the Rams won the Super Bowl. I know Brady's come back with the Buccaneers. But to me, the real talent is in the AFC still. The, the really dangerous teams are in the AFC. I think that the balance of power has shifted fundamentally. Um, and I think there's five or six teams that could genuinely win the AFC. Um, and I, I look, it's easy to say it now, but I think we should see the Broncos emerge as one of those five or six teams by you know weeks 10 um and if you're in then you never know you know all, you, you can't win the super bowl unless you get into the playoffs it's I, I know it's obvious but you can't but if you do get in there then you've got to you know you've got russell wilson if the defense plays as well as it has been you've got a punch's chance but now it's about seeing those the Corland suttons the tim patrick's the jerry judy's hopefully um of this world um you know really taking that step up and uh, the Javante Williams, you know, getting that that second year bounce, you know, I I I I am personally looking forward to it. I I think we 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 approach these off seasons on this podcast with optimism all the time. My ridiculous uh, prediction for wins when Drew Locke was starting um, two years ago will, will probably haunt me till till my last days. But I am genuinely confident of where we're at now, and I think that's what having a proper franchise QB does you feel going into any season that you can have a winning record and you can get into the playoffs. That's where we're at. I think unless Russell Wilson suffers a serious injury, we should feel like this for as long as he's playing for the Broncos. Yeah, just talking very briefly about Jerry Judy. We'll, we'll talk about Jerry Judy, I think, more in depth on our next podcast. We've literally recorded this after sleeping and waking up after the NFL's released their um, schedule and it's like 1 40 a.m here so we will talk about that in detail in our next podcast uh, lads you know for now really appreciate you lads getting up early in the morning and doing this especially when it's just been announced so thank you all so much for doing this and thanks to everyone that's listened in over the last week we've got some great feedback from the london podcast uh going to london and stuff and really really appreciate it and uh, that's it lads yeah all good all good yeah all good september can't come soon enough August, lad, you've got, you've got a few playoff or preseason games as well. But yeah, looking forward to it. Look, we'll be back next week. Uh, appreciate it, lads. Chat to you soon. Go Broncos. Go Broncos. Go Broncos.